0: Wow, a lot going on in the world of professional wrestling. What's up, everybody? This is Fred Rashani of TSC. AEW Dynamite, as I'm recording this, is going on right now. We have the Death Triangle versus the Best Friends. Why is that significant besides the fact that they're having a hell of a match? Well, it's because it is for the vacant trios tag team titles. Yes, the six-man tag team titles have been vacated by the elite Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. And CM Punk has vacated the AEW world title. Actually, more accurately in real life, all of these wrestlers involved have had their respective titles stripped following the fallout of, well, All Out. If you don't already know what the hell's been going on, let's just get right to it. First things first, six-man tag titles, at least at the time of recording this, are vacant. It's either going to go to the Best Friends or Death Triangle. And the AEW world title's vacated. There will be a world title title tournament a tournament of champions which begins tonight and it will culminate at grand slam so here's the deal so it's gonna be hangman versus brian danielson tonight later on it's gonna be sammy guevara versus darby allen the winners of those respective matches will go on to face chris jericho or john moxley and then the finals take place september 21st at AEW dynamite grand slam in new york city so a lot of craziness happening right now In terms of the employment statuses of CM Punk, of Ace Steel, of the Elite, well, Tony Khan, while he did make these announcements tonight about the titles, he did not go into any details about why the titles were vacated other than the incidents following All Out, he just kind of said that, kept it vague, and he really didn't elaborate on, you know, if people are suspended, if people are fired, and I think the reason is because there's a lot of legal issues that could stem from this. Now, you might be wondering, well, what the hell's going on? If you haven't been following the news and it's been all over social media, but understandable if you're not on there. So after AW All Out 2022, you know, CM Punk's the new world champion, great main event against John Moxley, confronted by MJF. They had what they call a media scrum, a post-fight press conference of sorts. That's so it's kind of in character, out of character. And CM Punk just essentially went scorched earth on all the executive vice presidents who allegedly leaked information about him uh, preventing Scott Colton, a.k.a. Colt Cabana, from, from keeping his job at AEW. You know, technically he did keep his job. He was just reassigned to ROH. He went off on Hangman Adam Page, who uh, allegedly went into business for himself in a promo that they had a few months back where essentially Page vaguely, only known to people backstage in a Punk himself, was essentially calling him out for getting Colt Cabana reassigned. Now, if you don't know anything about Colt Cabana, I'm going to keep it real. From a purely professional sense at this stage of his career, the guy is like the fourth string quarterback that's never used, that's never active. But in totality, as far as his career goes, I believe he's one of the founders of Pro Wrestling Tees. He's a very close friend of the Young Bucks, who are executive vice presidents, or maybe they're not anymore. And so there's kind of been a schism there. CM Punk did a podcast uh, with Cole Cabana back in the day, I believe around 2014 or right after or not right after, but maybe about like nine, 10 months after CM Punk walked out of WWE, Buried them. Honestly, just, I think justifiably so. I mean, they medically misdiagnosed him. And then B bankrolled the lawsuit with their doctor, Dr. Amon, and well, kind of drove a wedge. Drove a huge wedge because it jacked up all the all the different bills that CM Punk had to pay. Uh, Apparently, it caused a schism between two longtime friends because Punk was allegedly supposed to cover his medical bill or uh, legal bills, excuse me, and then didn't, and vice versa. And it's just a whole mess, a whole mess. And and Cole Cabana was employed in AEW before CM Punk, but again, let's keep it real. In this current stage of Cole Cabana's career, he is like a fourth string quarterback. He is. You know, a seventh round pick, Mr. Irrelevant, not hating on his wrestling ability. I don't know him personally, but it's just like, imagine, imagine there being a mutiny on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they cut Blaine Gabbert. Like that would never happen, right? Or imagine like the, the guy who polishes the bench for Lionel Messi uh, getting cut and there being a mutiny between Messi and and whoever is polishing the bench. It makes no sense. But that's what happens when you put active wrestlers in power. Anyway, Punk went off. A lot of people didn't like what he said. Personally, I could have done without the forum. You know what I mean? That wasn't the forum to do it. But at the same time, he definitely seemed like he was fed up, to say the least. Um, That doesn't necessarily mean that the things he said about the EVPs and people leaking info uh, weren't true. The other stuff about Hangman Adam Page, he called him an empty-headed idiot he said that, uh, you know, he's an idiot, doesn't take advice, whatever. That stuff's more conjecture. The stuff like Scott Colton, Cole Cabana, we weren't involved. We don't know. Uh, but it's not the first time we've heard about the EVPs kind of flexing their muscles the wrong way, allegedly. So it's a various issues with Cody Rhodes, who's now with WWE. You can make the argument Cody Rhodes might have ended up in WWE long term anyway. And uh, by the way, Death Triangle just won the six-man tag team titles, the trios titles. So congratulations to Death Triangle. That being Pac and the Lucha Brothers, which is pretty damn cool. So there's that. But yeah, whatever the case may be, CM Punk was very heated. And, you know, he he got out off the stage, or off the podium. Depending on whose report you believe, there are so many different reports. I'll I'll give credit to uh, Fightful, to uh, Brian Last of the Wrestling News. And, uh, of course, Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez for all doing their own respective forms of reporting. Uh, Just been a lot going on, a lot of moving parts. So depending on what version... And also, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right because we both follow each other on Twitter. Steven Mulehausen, who who, who I believe is with The Zone, have all been reporting various things. So shout out to them for their hard work. This has been crazy. A lot of he said, said, she said, and everything else. So here's what we know based on the facts or the alleged facts we get piece together punk went off he went to the locker room he was with his trainer slash best friend a steel's wife who has a broken foot she was watching his little dog larry no seriously they were watching the little dog larry and apparently the young bucks nick and Matt jackson along with kenny omega and i was personally told i haven't heard any other accounts of this but i was personally told by somebody who's Kind of in the know. I'm not a reporter. I'm just telling you what I heard. They came with Brandon Cutler. I don't know if Brandon Cutler was trying to intimidate or whatever. If he was just trying to stop it. All I know is that it was it was four guys. So essentially, the scene of three or four guys, three of which are executive vice presidents, high-ranking employees of the company, apparently aggressively barged into CM Punk's locker room. Some say they banged the door. Other people say that they just walked in. Whatever the freaking case may be. They, they made the unwise choice of barging into his locker room in some capacity, okay? Whether he broke down the door or not, I don't know. Now, pref- uh, I'll preface this by saying, <laughs> I understand the human emotions. I understand that these guys are all adults here, and, and they all have pride, and they all have big egos, and they all see wrestling in a very specific way that is the polar opposite of the other, at least when it comes to Punk and the EVPs. However, listen, man, when you take that title of an executive vice president or a general manager of a team or a head coach or even an assistant coach, whatever, okay, you need to have some decorum. You need to have some responsibility. You have the right to be pissed off. And I know professional wrestling is a completely different animal from, say, where I work in advertising, okay? But with a lot of the executives I've worked with, worked for, More often than not, the good ones defuse the situation. They let cooler heads prevail. They don't go into, you know, just right into somebody's face. Again, advertising very different from professional wrestling, although you'd be surprised at how heated it could get, depending on the ad campaign. So, they allegedly barged in, got into a confrontation, and depending on whose account you believe, I believe it was Matt Jackson who got in Punk's face, who I was told made the first move, as in just physically got in his face. CM Punk, I I think it's unanimously been said he he threw the first punch, but that doesn't necessarily mean he was the aggressor. You know what I'm saying? If somebody gets right in your face like this, like, I'm sorry, like something's gonna happen, okay? So that that allegedly happened. Now, allegedly, again, depending on whose version you believe, Ace Steel, who is the real-life trainer, close friend of CM Punk, ran in and threw a chair at Nick Jackson. Damn near knocking him out right on his eye and bit and pulled the hair of Kenny Omega. And this reportedly took up to six minutes to separate with Sean Ross Sapp. And I'm paraphrasing his report here. I think it was like one of his sources said it was, uh, it was partially a matter of life and death, which honestly with tensions heated with adrenaline rushing I wouldn't be surprised. Now, here's here's the thing. We got and you got to understand something here. The key is that the Bucks and Kenny Omega are employees. Okay, Ace Steel is a, I believe a backstage producer. What they used to call a road agent, employee. CM Punk, whether you think he was professional or unprofessional, I think everybody could argue whether what he said was right or wrong. Unprofessional is an independent contractor. So just think about the optics of three to four men. Brand Cutler, if you include him. All employees. I believe Brand Cutler's an employee too because, you know, the Bucks need a, a paid best friend. But in all seriousness, I, I kid. Okay. Four employees confronting an angry, disgruntled, t- your, your top star who has helped you get higher ratings than ever before, who helped you draw record gates than before. I'm not excusing, condoning the behavior whatsoever, all right? But I'm just telling you as somebody who's also covered the NFL, and I'm not flexing when I say that. I'm just, in general, I've covered a lot of different sports over the last decade, plus I've been doing this. A lot of movies, a lot of TV. Fairly or unfairly, the rules are different for top guys. And while the Bucks, while Omega, are top guys in the AEW galaxy, they're not that guy, right? There's Chris Jericho, there's Brian Danielson, and then, of course, you got CM Punk, now, they got separated. A lot of chaos has happened since then. I've been told by people that, and this isn't you know riveting news. I'm sure everybody's read it from other sources. Like there's there is a good chance that Warner Brothers Discovery could step in here and say, "Yo, we don't like this bad press. Uh, you got to get rid of somebody." Now, perhaps Tony could have smoothed it over. Tony Khan, that is. Perhaps Tony Khan could have said, "Hey, hey, you know." Well, let me we just suspend these guys, have them issue a public apology, whatever the case may be. Uh, but something's got to happen here. And, you know, reportedly, according to Dave Meltzer, all involved in the fracas have been suspended. And that does, for whatever reason, include Christopher Daniels, who's a, a backstage official, I believe one of the heads of talent relations, along with Pat Buck, who also works in talent relations now, have been suspended. And from my understanding, again, from the accounts that I heard, Including one person who knows somebody who knows somebody, they were breaking up the fight. They weren't actually, you know, getting involved in the melee. So I I don't know if those guys are just fall guys or or what what what's the deal here, uh, but not a good look. Also, I believe Michael Nakazawa, who is a a liaison, you know, rahman man of Kenny Omega backstage, also an employee, uh, got suspended. So yeah. Just, just crazy and crazy to think that all these dudes got suspended are all employees except for CM Punk, who's legally an independent contractor. So it makes things complicated here, right? What happens now? On one hand, I'm seeing all these people say CM Punk was unprofessional; he shouldn't have said that. Blah, blah, blah. I agree. That was not the forum. However, for all these people to say, "Oh, he's a locker room cancer; or, it's all his fault." This and that. Like, listen, man. If, if, if social media, if media scrums are around. During the WCW, WWF, Monday Night Wars, it'd probably be a hell of a lot worse than this. You'd probably have Scott Steiner beating somebody's ass. Like, come on. I'm not saying it was right. I'm not saying it was professional. But that doesn't mean that there are other issues backstage. Like I've heard for years that if you're not part of the Bucks clique or part of Kenny's clique, uh, it's not always good for you. We saw when Cody Rhodes left for WWE. A lot of his guys got shafted. We didn't see Brock Anderson anymore. We didn't see Shoddy Lee Johnson anymore. Ricky Starks I don't know what the hell that was uh, on Sunday right so remains to be seen what what happens here um, as for wh- how AEW opened well they opened the show with the video package of NJF coming back they did have Tony Khan once again as I mentioned earlier announced that the trios titles are vacated now held by Death Triangle who beat the best friends tonight and the AW World title will be on the line in a tournament which culminates at Grand Slam. Keep in mind it is the real world title this time, not the BS stupid interim title, which look, Tony's had a lot of good ideas. Taking the interim title idea from the UFC is a is a terrible idea. So I'm glad that he is rectifying that, at least you know, this time around on the men's side. So, MJF came out, cut a fake babyface promo talked about how much he loved Buffalo and said, hey, I'm not saying I'm, you know, he talked about Moses part in the red part in the seas and everything else. He said, I'm not Moses. I'm better than him. And it was like a whole kind of sort of half-assed babyface promo. Moxley interrupted him and said, you're full of crap. MJF then healed up on the audience. And then MJF cut a promo talking about how, hey, the world title is just a stepping stone for me for the bidding war of 2024. When his contract expires, you know, uh, what, he said something about uh, Triple H. You know, my as my favorite wrestler said, time to play the game. He he brought up Nick Khan. He said, the only Khan I'd want to work for is, like, Nick Khan. Oh, he brought up Cody Rhodes as well. Like, I don't know, man. Let me tell you something. I think this, the these tournaments, this tournament and the, the six-man tag match tonight definitely steps in the right direction for AEW. They're trying to put their best foot forward. Jon Moxley caught an amazing promo. I can't do it justice. Y'all got to go out of your way to check it out. But he talked about how the AW World title means everything to him. It's the number one title in professional wrestling. He said a belt's just a belt, but it's what you make of it. And and he talked about like blood, sweat, tears, you know, and and how like it can over- help you overcome demons and everything else. And just it, just an incredible incredible promo talked about how like when you're uh, you, you know winners want the want the the ball when the game's on the line and he wants to take that shot again and this time he wants to take a shot at being a legend and i'm just like goose it was such a great promo that even like taz and tony Schiavone were audibly like marking out like during this promo it was incredible so that was cool and by the way mjf i like, kind of walked away and, and didn't want to get involved with moxley so I think right now, short term, while it is chaotic for AEW, I do think they'll be okay. Long term, we'll see what happens. If they have to fire CM Punk, I don't know. They're, they're gonna need to really reheat Brian Danielson. I think they're gonna have to lean on Chris Jericho a little bit more, even though he's you know older now. And and I do think it's it, John Moxley, their Iron Man, and I do think that they're gonna to have to really, really elevate somebody. MJF for sure. But I do think that they dropped the ball with Wardlow a few months back and they really need to reheat him and make him kind of like their Goldberg. Same thing on the women's side. I think Jade Cargill needs to get the main title. I know she's not the best like in-ring worker. I don't think you need to be the best in-ring worker and have five-star matches. I think you need to be an attraction and put asses in the seats. And I think Jade Cargill has that potential. So I would kind of make her your female Goldberg. Just have her run through everybody. Have If you want to have have her have like three, four-minute matches, fine, but... Make her a killer. Make her an attraction. She's fantastic. And yeah, just really lean in on these people that you see as stars. If you see Darby Allen as a pillar, work your ass off to make him a pillar right now. If you see Jungle Boy as a guy that can take you to the next level, push Jungle Boy right now. MJF, he's already halfway there or, or three quarters there. Just do it. This is the time. No more slow burning. No more this. No more that. No, just just do it. Just Just, just do it. You know, like enough enough already. There were times in TNA where they waited way too long to pull the trigger on AJ, way too long to pull the trigger on Joe, barely pulled the trigger on James Storm when he was hot. Like, this is the time. You need guys and girls who can get hot right now, who are new, who are fresh, who can potentially have crossover appeal. Some may flop, some may not, but it's a risk worth taking. So we will see what happens. But for the love of God, please, no more Dead to Be references, no more Dead to Be jokes. It was cool at first. It was edgy at first, but and I'm not blaming MJF. He's doing he's doing great for the business of MJF. But I, I don't think it's a coincidence that after MJF cut an anti-AEW promo, I know you scripted to, but he cut an anti-AEW promo, that things started going downhill. Between that, between Hangman and Punk going at it. Uh, you know, between you know Ricky Starks, and I, again, I know he was scripted to do it, but cutting a promo saying that, oh, they gave me this title as a, as a noose, and I turned it into a into a tie or something, like, yeah, and en- enough burying the company for such a wrestling historian, <laughs> for such a wrestling historian, Tony Khan seems to make some mistakes that are very WCW-ish. Making active wrestlers Booker, that's one thing, or having creative control, that's one thing. And then the other thing is making the company the enemy. When you're WWE, you can have a horrible authority storyline and survive and still make millions of dollars. They got revenue streams up the ass. A dub, not so much. So, yeah, I think if they get rid of CM Punk, it's a really bad move. Even if people don't like him or think he could be more classy or this or that, like, enough. He's your top guy. He's undoubtedly your top guy. If you could salvage him, make it happen. The Bucks, Kenny Omega. At the very least, I would strip them of their of their executive vice president title. Screw it. You shouldn't have active wrestlers as officials. And if you're gonna have active wrestlers or semi-active wrestlers as officials, then you know what? You should probably give Jericho some power or give uh, Christian some power. I don't know. Some somebody maybe not Jericho. He's still too involved in the mix. But like Christian, you mean? And or William Regal's not an active wrestler. But like William Regal or somebody like that, man. I think they need to do something like that. Now, if they end up losing the Bucks, or if the Bucks threaten to walk, or Kenny Omega threatens to walk. I mean, you listen, you do your best to salvage the situation, but it is what it is. If you're asking me who I think is more valuable to the company today, not in 2019, I think it's CM Punk. I think no matter what the internet says, I think it's CM Punk. And that doesn't that's no disrespect to the Bucks and to Kenny Omega's contributions to the company. But hey, they gave Cody Rhodes a stiff kick in the ass and told him goodbye. So such is life, but we'll see. Ideally, it'd be great if all involved get some punishment that does not involve termination, and they can come back and eventually, eventually, make some freaking money off of this on screen. But we'll see. I don't know. I have a feeling that that I, unfortunately, I wouldn't be surprised if CM Punk is gone. Even if they get rid, re- if even if they have like a fall guy, like if they have a fall guy like Ace Steel... Like, I could see CM Punk walking out and getting a buyout. I could see CM Punk saying, you know what? That's my guy. He ran in and defended me. His wife had a broken foot, and and, and these guys were trying to pick a fight with me when I had my dog and and my friend's wife in there, and he was defending me. Why am I going to come back? Right? So, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Also, unconfirmed, but I've heard from little birdies that people in WWE have made inquiries for Punk. Which, not really riveting news, they should. Now, if he has a torn tricep, which is what is reported by Dave Meltzer, he's going to be out for a while either way, but what is it? September, he could be realistically back for WrestleMania. <laughs> but we'll see. Stranger things have happened. Also, one more thing of note before I go. Fightful reports that Malachi Black, a.k.a. Alistair Black, a.k.a. Tommy End, has requested his release and got it for mental health reasons it is a conditional release which means there's probably well conditions pertaining to his release meaning he may not be wrestling for a while all I want to say is thank you Malachi for overall a fantastic year in AEW Albeit one that I really feel like AEW never really capitalized on after the great Cody Rhodes feud so but hey I hope he lands on his feet I hope First things first, that everything's okay with him at home and in his mind. And yeah, uh, I'm assuming at some point down the road, we'll we'll see Alistair Black again in WWE. But I want to hear from you. What do you think about all this AEW drama, all this AEW chaos? If you were Tony Khan, what the hell would you do? Let me know. And until next time, everybody, as always, enjoy the matches. Guys, calm down and make some freaking money together.